0: Vegas Nation is sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $500 when you sign up.
1: You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's time for Takeaways with me, Heidi Fang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, and we are brought to you by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the mobile app today. We're also presented to you by Jesse. Have you heard of this? Liquid Death?
0: Oh, yeah. It's like, it looks
1: like beer. Yeah. It looks like beer, but you could drink it and it is really, really something. Hydrate yourself like Denzel Perryman, the linebacker from the Raiders, always says, hydrate yourself, get yourself a liquid death. And we're also presented to you by Blue Wire. Now, as I said, Jesse, I should properly introduce my guest joining me today. He's from NBC3 here in town. His name is Jesse Merrick. Jesse, thank you so much for coming on. Sports Anchor does it all out there. Covers the Aces and Raiders and everything in between. Jesse, thank you for coming on the show today.
0: Yeah, for sure. Stoked to hop on with you as always.
1: Awesome, man. So let's talk some Raiders. As I mentioned, Desnil Perryman, he came back last week to this defense that really needed to get somebody up the middle there and linebacker back in the fold. So I just kind of want to start it off there. What did you make of his return and what his presence brings to this defense?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it was clear right away when he was back out there out on the field, you know, uh, in the last. Game just showing you know what he can do is sideline to sideline you know in terms of being that enforcer back there i mean that guy is a heat-seeking missile um you know and so that was one of those things it's like you know he, he's the guy you know everyone talks about you know a leader in that group and everything like that and you know all the different cliches but it's so easy to see it when he's out there because again you're just flying around and that's part of why this team has been good against the run is guys like him and having him back can only help bolster uh what has been one of the few bite spots for that defense but um, you know, in him, you know, also getting just a vocal leader, a guy that keeps the people loose. You know, I mean, we've all seen it throughout camp at practice, things like that. You know, he's a guy joking around with everybody, You know, run up to the sidelines and kind of chop it up with the media from time to time. Uh, you know, so getting a guy like him is back is huge, you know, not only for what he can do on the field, but just in terms of the uh, attitude that he brings off of it as well
1: right and when we speak about people and the attitudes that they bring to this team you see somebody like nate hobbs who goes to ir and his presence is always felt on the field wherever he is in defense and secondary you know so how big of a loss is it for this team to not have nate hobbs right now
0: yeah i'd imagine that will be pretty massive you know he was one of those guys that uh, me and, and a handful of media members thought was going to be you know one of their biggest assets behind uh, max crosby on that defense you know um we all i i know me and even Adam Hill as well kind of talked about the fact that we thought that uh, this was going to kind of be the year for him for Nate Hobbs to be kind of unlocked you know in this defense the way they're going to use him in terms of moving him around and stuff like that and you know he does so much for for this defense Uh, you know not only playing corner and slot and you know at times you can see him even drop back into a bit of a safety role here and there Uh, you know also what he does in a blitzing you know in terms of blitzing and things like that you know so that's where, you know, you're going to miss a guy like him just simply because of the versatility that he provided and the number of roles that he could fill for your team. So that's going to be tough. I'd imagine they'll be leaning a lot more on Meek, who we've seen both good and bad from. You know, we, we saw the, uh, the fumble that he took back for a touchdown. Um, you know, uh, or the pick, whichever it was, i for whatever reason, I'm blanking on whether it was a pick or a fumble, but took that one back to the house, you know, and uh, you know played well after Judy kind of started talking to him and chirping at him a little bit. So I'd imagine we've seen a lot more of him, and again, this is where that depth just really has to step up, and we've seen some of the moves that they've made in that secondary. You know, you hope that that starts to uh, work out for him going into this game.
1: It was totally fumble, by the way, but he did have a pick as (laughs) well. So he's Amiga's been on fire. Um, When you get into talking about this defense and we see a guy like Anthony Averett on the way back as well, you know, he's somebody that's much different of a player, I think, in terms of uh, physicality compared to Nate Hobbs. So with the return of Anthony Averett, how much do you think he can make an immediate contribution coming back after he had a thumb injury?
0: Yeah, massive. You know, for him, He's a good man-to-man corner, uh, you know, and, and I think that's something that this defense needs a bit more of is that man-to-man game. Uh, you know, you pair him with a guy like uh, Rocky Steen on the other side who's also, you know, a physical-type guy, uh, you know, get both of them involved there. And then you, you, I think having a guy like him back with Nate also leaving, you know, makes us feel a little bit better uh, about where the secondary stands. If Anthony were still out, then you're like, oh, man, they're really relying on some youth back there, you know, who's really, you know, a lot of unproven guys, you know. Uh, now, at least with Anthony Everett, you know, he's done it in small order here with the Raiders and has been hurt. So obviously we haven't been able to see it lately, but with what he did last year with the Ravens, getting his first opportunity to start, you know, it took hold of it. You know, it was one of the better man corners in the league, uh, according to the pro football focus rankings. Um, you know, so that's a guy that can come in and, and play some good minutes. And I thought he was a sneaky pickup for them in the offseason. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll show more of that now. Uh, you know, getting that opportunity, you know, out there and where they're going to have to rely on them a lot more now without Nate Hobbs.
1: What have been your overall thoughts just on the defensive side of the ball right now? Because some people seem to think it's on the defense to be able to finish, to be able to see more wins for this team come to fruition. What are your thoughts on what is kind of holding this team back right now to be able to punch in more victories?
0: Yeah, you know, look, I think it's kind of a two lane street. You know, it goes both ways in the sense of like, Look if you're up twenty nothing and seventeen nothing you should be able to close out a game you know and win that game, but having said that, you know there's other times when the offense you know has had opportunities to win games when the defense has come through with multiple stops in a row, and uh they haven't been able to get it done so it does go both ways, having said that, I do go it's it's so hard for me not to look at the fact of being up twenty nothing seventeen nothing i mean look let let's not get it twisted like the obviously the cardinals offense is having some issues right now, but the chief's offense you know one of the best to ever do it, you know, led by a guy in Pat Mahomes who's there. And you got uh, Andy Reid calling the shots, Travis Kelsey, you know, some some really solid pieces there. So uh, any lead is not safe, but 17-0 should still be enough if you have a good offense, which I think the Raiders do. Uh, you know, so with that, I think the defense let them down in those games. Having said that, again, it goes both ways for sure. But uh, for me, you know, the defense is honestly, like we talked about it last year, was if this defense can just be kind of middle of the road, it's a playoff team. And that's what worked out for this group. Now they're in the back half of the league in a lot of different categories. And it's like, man, if you can just pick it up, they've obviously been good against the run. But outside of that, you don't have a lot of confidence in this group, you know, against the pass and, uh, you know, and even points allowed and in the red zone and things like that. So that's where, you know, they really got to tighten those things up. And and that's where I think you'll look and, and see this D, this team be a lot different, you know, in terms of the, the record that they've got, you know. Uh, and I think this is an opportunity to do that because it's not like the Texans are the Chiefs. Uh, the Texans definitely aren't the Chargers. And uh, they don't have the same weapons that the Cardinals do or the Titans do on offense as well. So I think this would be a really great opportunity uh, for this defense against the Texans team that doesn't necessarily jump off the page to you, you know, in terms of just raw talent throughout this roster. Uh, You know, And I don't think Davis Mills is a guy that really sends, you know, chills down anyone's spine. Having said that, it's the NFL, like everyone can play. But I think this is a good opportunity for them to really kind of get back to basics and show you know, what this group can be, because they do have the talent on that side of the ball, for sure.
1: Yeah, they do. And as we've been talking a lot about the defense, but I want to get now into the offense, because the red zone has been something that I think everyone's been very critical about this team, where they stand, how they get involved in the red zone more, what they can do to get more conversions. What have been your kind of just immediate thoughts on what some of the offensive game planning has been around the red area and how they can translate some of those attempts that they're trying to get Uh, into the end zone and see less field goals.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think at the beginning of the year, we all kind of looked at it on paper and thought, okay, we got Devontae Adams, you got Darren Waller, even Matt Collins and um, uh, Foster Moreau, you know, big bodies. And then you go and also lump in Hunter Renfro to the mix. There, a guy who has shown what he can do in the red zone. And you think, man, this team's going to be tearing it up. There's going to be so many options for them. Uh, And that obviously hasn't like transpired in that sense, you know, kicking way too many field goals. And that's been, a trend among this franchise you know over the years you know as long as Derek Carr has been the quarterback and that's something that does need to change Uh, and I'm not saying that's Derek's fault by any means um yeah he's got a part to play in it but also some of the play calling comes into play there for sure but I think honestly for me it's like man just simplify it like you've got Devontae Adams, Darren Waller when healthy and then Hunter Renfro like those three guys not even taking the running game into account here in this in this conversation specifically like you have three guys that can put the defense in a bind and give them massive headaches. Like just, and again, it's much easier said than done, you know, by me sitting here on the couch and i sitting and doing podcasts podcast and whatnot, <laughs> not being out there having to really do it. But it's like, just sit there, read the defense and throw to the best option. And if the best option has to be just, you throw it up to Devontae Adams and see what he can do. That's something I'm going to take nine times out of 10 you know, uh, or Darren Waller against them, Hunter Renfro against them. I mean, we saw those jerk routes that Hunter Renfro would run and it mm-hmm. would make the defense look like a jerk, you know? I mean, it was like all over the place. This guy just tearing it up. So I think, you know, having the bye week, we've got to wait and see obviously what happens with Darren Waller. I know he wasn't there at practice and a hamstring is tough because those are always things that seem to linger and it's been something that's lingered for him uh, in recent years as well. So you hope he's going to be okay. You don't really want to push him back. But having said that, just purely off of a size, element when you throw in Moreau and Matt Collins into the mix of what they've got with the other weapons you know you can go out there and just throw it up but even on top of that if you're anywhere near the red zone Run the freaking ball. You got Josh Jacobs. The guy averages like seven yards a carry. You know, he has so many <laughs> options. Uh again, you sound like you me screaming the
1: same thing on a fourth down last yeah. week. That was the same thing <laughs> I thought they were gonna do just to get a fresh set of downs, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the two-point conversion I know didn't go the way that they thought it would go when they ran Josh Jacobs there. But yeah, I thought like they would try it again and, and get back in there. Um, but that that didn't happen. So, you know. Uh <laughs> but I did wanna talk right there. You said a couple of good things that I wanted to touch on some more with Devontae Adams getting going in the Chiefs game a couple of long balls thrown to him that actually did translate to scores for this team uh, do you think that that's just the beginning of what the relationship between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams could be here in the NFL
0: yeah I would think so for sure I mean look uh we saw you know a lot of people made a lot about the different uh plays that they tried to make and it did or didn't work out you know them chucking the deep and stuff against the Chiefs and you know, look, you look back to when the Raiders went into Kansas City and won, and it was because they were aggressive, because they threw those deep balls to Henry Ruggs and, you know, really pushed the pace on the on Kansas City and tried to beat them at their own game. Obviously, more often than not, that's going to be a losing battle because of what Kansas City is and has been over the years. But I think that's something that we do need to see more of, more of out of this Raiders offense in you know, this uh you know, whether it's now or in the coming years, you know, you got to be aggressive in this league. And when you have guys like Devontae, you have to bet on that. Even Matt Collins, you know, we had the, the pass that they threw to him that hit him in the face because his eyes were closed. Like, again, you know, it happens. Like, that's just, that's part of football. Sometimes it's not going to go your way. But, like, you, you've got these guys that, you know, have shown the ability to to win on the deep ball. And, and you know, uh, obviously the guy like Devontae have done it, you know, for so long throughout his career and proven to be one of, if not the best receivers in the game. You got to utilize that. And I know a lot of that does go to the fact of like the offensive line. And I think some of the issues in terms of the timing wasn't just Devontae and Derek getting on the same page. I honestly do think it was part of Derek not trusting his offensive line. You know, there's a rotation going in there and guys are trying to figure it out. It's a new system, you know, not having the uh, the trust in there to sit back there, there in the pocket and and deliver a strike. You know, those little things is such a game of inches that they do impact timing and things like that. So I think now having a bye week where maybe the offensive line is, is going to be a little more set uh, moving forward, this team can really start to gel a bit more. And I think that will show in the way that they do attack the deep ball and, and try and you know push the ball down the field more and use those weapons that they do have. And that again goes back to two, like if you continue to run the ball like they have been, the play action passing game is going to be there. And that's something that I think that this team will really look to take advantage of moving forward. I think Josh Jacobs, and uh, Josh McDaniels had to have, you know, sat there in the Bible and been like, look, this is what we've been able to do very well. Our offense hums on a different level when we're able to run the ball like that.
1: Mm-hmm. And the offense, I believe, will get going. But uh, Jesse, I want to thank you so much for your time and coming on the show today. I really appreciate your insight. And, you know, just lastly... I wanted to get your take on this team out of the buy. What do you think, like, maybe the focus was on the buy the mentality, how they could bring it back together?
0: Yeah, and it's so cliche and boring, and I'm sorry to give you the answer, <laughs> but I guarantee you they were just like, hey, we're going to come in here and work on ourselves, and go back to basics. Like, because that that's that really, I think, is what was kind of messing with this team. Uh, you know, it was just literally, you look at it, all those one-score games, and I think it was like the losses by a combined 14 points or whatever it was. Um that to me just speaks like, look, there's details that you're, you're missing, you know? And I think that's where they go back and really start to watch the film and say, hey, look, you know, we, we messed up this step here or in this specific play, we didn't read this one right. And that's where I think it really is, uh, you know, just going back to the basics and doing that, which I'm sure is so frustrating for fans to hear because it's such an obscure thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when you look at it, it's not like this team is getting blown out. You know, they're playing close games against a Broncos aside, and Cardinals, I guess, too, just given what their record is, but I think they're better than what their record says they are. You know, good teams in the NFL, you know, and they're right there with them. And I think one thing you got to point to is week five, right before you go into the bye, yes, you lose the game and there's no moral victories and blah, 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 all that stuff. But you are right there, a point away for with the Chiefs. I mean, you know, that's, that's uh, something that you can kind of point to going forward, where when you're having a season that's down the way it is, I think they can look to that. And I think they've looked to build off of that, but really just kind of going back to basics, Diving into those little details, you heard Derek and Devonte talk about it so much that, you know, they're doing it for the entirety of the of the game, you know, in practice each and every day. Those are the things that I think that they're continuing to work on right now as this group looks to gel, because I think when they do start to gel this is going to be a very different team than we've seen through the first five weeks of the season.
1: Been waiting for it just as much as you. I want to see it come to fruition because I thought there was yeah. going to be this three-headed offensive monster. Of course, we'll wait, see what happens with Darren Waller, being that he did not participate in practice today. But <laughs> we'll get, you know, an idea of how things start to go. Of course, they brought in Albert Wilson, DJ Turner's back. So I know you like those wide receivers. Maybe we'll start to see one of them elevated to the roster if Darren can't go. Uh, but Jesse, again, thank you for the time. You can give him a follow at Jesse. News 3 LV Jesse thanks so much for the time
0: for sure thanks can't wait to see what happens this
1: weekend all right that was Jesse Merrick from News 3 Las Vegas and I appreciate him joining the show up next here after my break we're going to hear from Amik Robertson about what his role is going to be his excitement for what his season has been so far so stay tuned right here on the takeaways edition of the Vegas Nation podcast You may start noticing there are strange tall boys of beer located in the bottled water section of your local store well i tell you what it's not beer it's actually mountain spring water from the alps and it's called liquid death and it's available in still sparkling and three flavors why is this water called liquid death well because it'll brutally murder your thirst and their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are helping to bring death to plastic bottles. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to help kill plastic pollution. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable and actually profitable for recycling facilities. One day I was at work in the cafeteria and saw that the Las Vegas Review Journal is carrying Liquid Death in their vending machine. So I sat there wondering while I was eating my chicken pot pie if I cracked one open that it would fake out my coworkers and make them think I was actually drinking a nice icy cold tall boy beer with lunch. Go get Liquid Death now at your local Smith's, Walmart, Sprouts, and terrible stores or find a Liquid Death retailer near you with their store locator tool at liquiddeath.com/vegasnation. That's liquiddeath.com/ Vegas nation. All right, Misa, this has been a very exciting season for you so far. You got the pick for the team, kind of just getting out there, being real physical. I feel like that's kind of what your draft profile was. How does it kind of feel to come into your own here on the field with the Raiders? I mean,
2: you know, it feels good. You know, just continue building my confidence each, you know, each and every week, each and every day when I'm at practice, you know, the game just. You know, just slow slow down for me, you know. Also, when you got a coach that believes in you, you know, it kind of builds your confidence up to, you know, be yourself, you know. So when I'm out there, you know, I'm just being myself, being that guy that that I was in Louisiana Tech, you know, the game slowing down, putting myself in just position to make plays, and that's, that's just who I am.
1: Coming inside, I, uh, I think, was an area where, you know, when you were coming in, you said it was kind of confusing, but now yeah. you get to go more out. Yeah. yeah. It feels like that's where you were, too, at Louisiana yeah. Tech, being yeah. on the outside. So, uh, with Nate Hobbs out, do you expect to take on more of a role going in and out? What, where, how do you feel about uh, like, where I, you honestly, might be? Honestly,
2: whatever, whatever they need me to play, because <laughs> you, got, you got to understand, you know, when I made those plays, of TFL, the, the Interceptor, you know, the – interception I was playing nickel you know yeah. for the uh, Cardinals and when I made a couple plays you know um against the Broncos I was at corner. Mm-hmm. so it's like whatever they need, you know I, f- I feel like I'm a versatile guy guy you know I'm just I'm just a football player whatever they need whatever they put me at I'll try to do whatever I got to do to put myself in a position to make plays and you know help the team win
1: what's it like now seeing Anthony Averett back on the field yeah. with the
2: team and, wonderful feeling you know I told him you know when I down like you know, I see it loud like, hey y'all, we got a new player on the field, double A. You know, say whatever. Everybody was laughing, whatever, whatever. But it's good to, you know, see him out there, you know, um doing what he loved, you know, because I, I I know he missed the game, you mm-hmm. know, we missed him out there, so you know it's glad to have him back.
1: Yeah, I saw you uh last game working out with uh Sam Webb before the game. You yeah. guys seem to really have yeah. a good communication. Yeah. What's it like for him coming in an undrafted free agent yeah. and you kind of maybe showing him mm-hmm. the ropes? Yeah,
2: because I, I know how it is, you know, you know, when I came in. You know, and, um, I had a guy named um, Lamar Chajona that kind of took me under his wing, you know, taught me the little things because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know. You know, so uh, I look at my scene. I've been in the league three three years, you know, of course. And, you know, Sam Webb just coming in as an undrafted free agent, I feel like, you know, it's, it's always, you know, a, a player that you can help, you know, kind of. Boost his game up, cause you know, at the end of the day, if we all, if we all out there knowing what we're doing, having fun, we all winning. So, at the end, you know, I, I, he's a very hard worker. You know, very, you know, a guy that's willing to learn. You know, and I'm, and I'm just glad to see him, you know, getting better each and every day.
1: Yeah, when you were working with LaMarcus Joyner, you mentioned his name. I know Deron Harmon's obviously a safety, but what does he bring to this team? Is it kind of the same kind of leadership?
2: The, it's crazy. They're kind of the same player, the <laughs> same exact player. Like, like the same. I'm, I remember coming in and uh, who was doing seven on seven, whatever, with Carr. This was like off, off season and. Uh Lamarck, I, you know, I remember learning the playbook and Lamarck Jordan told me to do something outside the playbook. And I'm like, nah, that's not my job, whatever, whatever. He was like, just, just do it. And I didn't do it. And he came up to me, he was like, bro, when a vet tell you to do something, he knows what he what he's doing. So it's like nah, I kind of carry on to do. Sometimes in the game, I might have this procedure do to tell me to do something else. And I just listen to him. You know, he's a he's a leader. You know his resume speaks for itself, and when you got a leader on that, leader in the, you know, in the back end like that, you know, it's always it's always good to have guys like that because he he also helped my game kind of kind of elevate.
1: Now that you got that interception, you know, I know a lot of focus has been on the turnovers with this secondary, particularly. How hungry are you to get out there and and kind of stop you know the criticism of that and, and get after it and get Barry. some more? Very. <laughs>
2: I'm a you know I'm a ball guy. Right. You know it's it's like. I, I try to always be around the ball. You know, I always try to do whatever I can. Like I said, do whatever I can to be around the ball to help the team, you know, win, you know, make make plays and turnovers, that's that's very key. You know, a lot of DBs co- cover whatever, but a lot of some, you know, those rare ones that can cover and get the get the ball for you. And I I feel like I wanna be though I wanna be those kind of guy. I wanna I wanna be that game changer, that guy that I was at, at Louisiana Tech what you you mentioned the sort of the journey what has the journey been like for you to get to this point and maybe find like some comfortability it's crazy i'm glad that i've been through everything i've been through you know because at first you know it took a while for me to kind of be where i'm at now you know of course i'm not where i want to be but i'm you know i'm 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 glad that god stayed with me you know because my faith was very high no matter how low I was, you know, I, I always stayed strong and I stayed in it. You know, and I had a group of guys, teammates that kind of kept me level-headed. You know, um, of course, I'm I'm not, like I said before, I'm not where I want to be, you know, but I'm glad that I got guys in my corner that helped me get to where I'm at, get to where I'm at, where I'm at now. And I just want to continue to get better each and every day. Where is that ball at? Is it already on the mantle? Is it framed? There's, like, where is it? The interception ball, so before the game, I, I it's crazy. I, the tongues are strong. So I, I told my goddaughter that, you know, that's our first game. My uh, cousin, has, it was it was his first game, and I told him like if, I told her if, if I get a pick today, she's like three. I told him if I get a pick today, I'm gonna give her the ball. So when I got the pick, her daddy was like, "Man, you said you are gonna give her that ball." So I'm like, "You right." I said, "You know what? It's all good. I'm gonna give her that ball because I'm gonna get another one." And then uh, we play the Broncos. I end up. You know catching the uh I mean getting the fumble recovery its going so that's the ball I got free you didn't
1: you didn't give that ball to anybody you didn't nah, promise I, didn't, on I, I didn't give I did not nah, I didn't give that ball to
2: nobody nah <laughs> I kept that one I kept <laughs> that one nah I kept that one
1: as this point be honest when you changed your IV on Twitter to not being from apocalypto what happened to that
2: uh, it was a warrior you know it's a guy that like I said he was he was going through so much he was going through so so much man and when he realized who he was he couldn't be stopped, you know? So Mm -hmm. that's how I think, like, when I really, like, you know, when I finally found myself and realized who I am, don't worry about what nobody else talking about, whatever. You know who you are. You put in too much work to get to where you at now to just uh, let someone tell you that you can't do nothing. So, or or let anyone put an image on you. You know who you are. So that movie kind of, kind of helped me, you know, find myself like, you know, at the end of the day, you got, you are here for for a reason. You are here because of you, you know? So that movie just kind of inspired me to kind of be myself.
1: I mean, going back to Louisiana after all the years spent out there, what's it like to get back on the field in Louisiana?
2: Wait. It's crazy. I, it's crazy. I, I can't wait, you know, because I never played in the Superdome, you know, in college, I mean, high school. Whatever, never made it to the state. Whatever, so I never played. I never played in that in, in that stadium. So I know it's going to be excited. You know you know it's gonna be something that I never never forget you know my whole family's gonna be there you know so um, of course we wanna win the game you know but I just think it's gonna be a dream come true being able to go back home and play in the Superdome
1: Is there more pressure on you when you go back home like that? It's crazy
2: no yeah. it's it's like it's so crazy when I'm playing I, I feel like when I'm playing in front of my family I'm, I'm just on. calm like the game everything is slow I period the game just slowing down for me period so it's like I'd be more excited to be out there not even worrying about mistakes just going out there. Playing football and making plays, you know that's 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 all I'm really concerned about and winning. As you, is your family going to be rocking silver and black though? What's the what's going on there? I think only one person. I think my auntie because she was a Saints fan since I was young. Okay. And she said she's going to try to get a jersey with my number in the back. Uh, I mean, my number in the front, twenty-one with the Raiders or whatever, and in the back she's going to have a zero zero. New Orleans Saints with the... It's, it's just crazy. She have, I don't know. I don't know how she's going to do it, but she's okay, going to do that. Incredible. I don't know. She probably pull it
1: off with just a she or... probably could. She yeah, probably right? could, but she probably going <laughs> not have to
2: be separated from everybody else. Everybody else is going to be silver uh, and me black. Too. And yes. your mama? Silver and black. My mama's... Yeah, she...
1: she my... Yeah, my, my mom's silver, yeah.
2: silver yeah. and black. Well, whatever team I went yeah. to in the draft, my mama was ripping She never... It's crazy. She don't really... She was never really a football wow. mom.
0: but wow. no, she wow. started watching I'm football... Okay.
2: Probably when I was like in high school, she probably still don't. She probably still don't un- understand it. Only time she understands it is like if I'm on a big screen, she just yeah, hey, yeah,
1: yeah. And that was Meek Robertson, Raiders cornerback who's having a standout season so far we'll see if he can keep all of that up as the season progresses here now into the second half for the Raiders as they come out of their bye week and prepare to face Houston at Allegiant on Sunday and we will have you covered with everything from top to bottom on VegasNation.com and you can keep up with all of us at VegasNation on Twitter as well and that'll do it for me here this week thank you everybody so much for listening